Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So this third week of Advent is given a fancy name, a Latin word. We... we called Gaudate, a word which means to rejoice. And it's inspired uh, by this second reading which we heard today from St. Paul, uh, where he, he says, be happy at all times. Another translation would say, rejoice always. Gaudate, always, not just the third Sunday of Advent. <laughs> Not just when you feel like it, St. Paul's saying. Not just when things are all going well, but rejoice always. Then our first reading today gives us the reason why we can always rejoice. We hear today from the prophet Isaiah. If we just read this, this passage from Isaiah, we could be mistaken to think that Isaiah's uh, situation was favourable, but in actual fact it was anything but. Isaiah and his contemporaries were living in a miserable kind of situation. You see, they'd been in exile. They, they'd been uh, sent out of their land. They lost all their reasons for rejoicing. No more land, no more homes, no more businesses, no more jobs. They lost their place of worship, which means they, they lost their connection with their God. They lost their traditions. Their, their identity had been totally stripped from them. Maybe we can understand a little bit of their situation given the past year we've had. A little. Yet in the midst of that misery, Isaiah is called by God to proclaim to them this word that we heard today. He says, The Spirit of the Lord has been given to me, for the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the poor, to bind up hearts that are broken, to proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to those in prison. Isaiah is saying that, yes, even in the midst of your trials, you can still rejoice. Because I've come to proclaim a year of favour from the Lord. Now, if we want to really be impacted by uh, the good news of Jesus, it's important that we understand this concept of favour. What is the favour of the Lord? What is this year of favour? Well, when people in the Old Testament heard it, they, they knew exactly what it meant. You see, in the book of Leviticus, God proclaimed that every 50 years would be a jubilee year and and a jubilee year was a year of great favor from god it, it was a year where god would uh, just be extra super abundantly kind and merciful to his people in the jubilee year slaves would be freed debts would be forgiven land would be returned it was like a year of reset 
a year of restoration where peace would reign. And the people did nothing to deserve this. It's not as though they, you know, they toiled for 45 years and like God said, yes, you're ready now. <laughs> it was a pure gift. It was God's goodness. The Jubilee year. And there were, quite clearly, there were material benefits in this Jubilee year, right? People got their land back. They were freed from slavery. But the most important benefit of this favour from God, this Jubilee year, was that it brought people back into relationship with God. You see, God's favour is not about getting checks in the mail, finding the perfect husband or wife or getting the perfect job or whatever it is that we associate favour with. God's favour is all about relationship. That's why the archangel Gabriel declared that Mary was favoured. Not because her circumstances were all great. We know that's not the truth of her life but because she was given a special grace of relationship with God. You see, when we have the relationship, we can rejoice even when circumstances don't seem favourable. Even when circumstances are miserable. Because it's in the relationship that we discover that we are totally acceptable to God. It's in the relationship that we discover that we are totally loved as we are. It's in the relationship that we, that we, 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 we realise that we have been forgiven by God. It's in the relationship that we find hope, that we find victory over everything that, that is holding us back in life. It's in the relationship that we realise, as, as, uh, as Isaiah put it today, that we have clothed in a garment of salvation, that God, we're wrapped up in this perfect love of God who heals us and restores us, that frees us from our debts, that, 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 um, that, that leads us in, into a life of flourishing. It happens in the relationship. That's the favour now, to some of us, this might seem a bit, I don't know, spiritual or something. It's like, oh, this relationship, you know. Uh, I don't know about this, Father Dan. But, you know, I want to suggest it's, it's very practical. When we've, when we've encountered this favour, this love of God, uh, uh, the forgiveness of God, it's very practical. I think of the prophet Habakkuk in the Old Testament. Many examples I, I could point to, but this is one that, that, I, I really, that really struck me. Habakkuk, again, was in a, you know, anticipating a very difficult time for him and his people. But he says, even though the fig tree doesn't blossom, even though there's no fruit on the vines, even though pre- the, um, the produce of the, of the olive tree fails and the fields produce no food, even though the flock is cut off from the fold and there is no herd in, in the stalls. In other words, even though nothing's working in my life, nothing's producing, everything seems a struggle. He says, even though all that is the case, yet, he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord, is my strength. You see... 
even when the conditions are tough, having the relationship with God is enough to live well. That's hope. To have hope means we don't have to have uh, the reason for our hope now. We don't have to be touching it now. Just knowing it is enough. Just having the relationship is enough. The circumstances don't need to change now. The hope is enough. As I was preparing this, I was reminded of Mother Teresa's uh, sisters in the Philippines, which I've uh, spent a bit of time with over the years when I I go over there on short mission trips. And um, in this particular mission in in Manila City, the sisters care for the, the elderly and, and, and young children and, and both of them are, you know, very challenging circumstances. Uh, the elderly are often very sick, uh, quite disabled and, and same with the children. Uh, far from favourable conditions these sisters live in, yet they live out their mission their day-to-day lives with such joy, with such generosity. How do they do it? I've asked myself over and over and over again when I go there. How do they do this? We can barely survive three hours there. They work six days a week, caring, loving, but doing it with such joy. How do they do it? They do it because they know the favour of God. They have a connection with God that enables them to live with such joy and generosity. A joy that they could never experience without that favour, without that relationship with their God. So in this third week of Advent, the church uh, wants us to know that we too can rejoice, that you too can live with unreasonable generosity Because the favour of God has already come. You see, Isaiah had to wait for it. But we don't. It's come. You know, 500 years after Isaiah spoke these words, someone else spoke them. It was Jesus, right? At the beginning of his ministry, he stands up in the synagogue. He finds the prophet Isaiah. He opens the scroll and he locates this passage. And he says, well, the spirit of the Lord... Is on me. The Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, that the oppressed would go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. You see, Isaiah was just pointing to Jesus. Jesus saying, I am the favour of God. This is my mission. This is my purpose to remove the barriers, to release you from your debt, from all the things that enslave you. My mission is to restore you back into relationship with God. You see, because of the cross, because of the resurrection, we always have this access to this favour. It's not a once in a 50-year occurrence anymore. Every year can be a year of favour, even a COVID year, right? That's our, that's our purpose, 
to be a people of favour. Not just in Gaudate Sunday, not just at Christmas or Easter, not just when things are going well, but to be connected with God in such a way, to have a relationship with God that enables us to rejoice always and through everything. To live with unreasonable generosity. Now, why doesn't God's favour always seem so apparent? <laughs> why don't we always seem to be so conscious of God's favour if this is true? Well, maybe it's for the same reason that the people in the time of Jesus weren't so conscious of favour. You know, after Jesus spoke these words in the synagogue, the people were amazed. But then they thought to themselves, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this this the son of the carpenter? You see, the people in the time of Jesus, they missed the favour because they were too familiar. They, They thought they knew who Jesus was. You see, they had this this kind of narrow idea of God, or at least of Jesus at the time. They couldn't accept what Jesus was saying. So what did they do? They drove him out of the village. They tried to throw him off the cliff. I wonder if the same is true for us sometimes, that we can be too familiar with Jesus. Our view of God can be too narrow. Maybe we have this view of God that God's quite demanding. Or God wants to punish us all the time. Or, or judge us all the time. Or, or with this, this, this idea that God is disconnected from my life, uninterested. Maybe we're too familiar with that idea of God that, that we, we just aren't able to accept that God wants to show us his favour. Maybe we're too familiar. Or maybe we're too familiar with our own limitations, our own hurts, our own problems, our own failures. Sometimes we can be so consumed with our own limitations that we forget that God's favour is not limited by our circumstances. As I've been saying, we can still have challenges in life, yet experience the favour of God. That relationship with God where we discover hope and peace and victory. Sometimes we mistake favour for favourable circumstances, but they're not the same. So as we head towards Christmas, we're reminded, really the basic message of Christmas is that God has entered fully into our human experience so that in everything, and I mean everything, we can discover the favour of God. But we need to learn how to access this favour. The key I want to suggest to you today to accessing the favour of God is simply to know that you need it. Yes, I need God's favour. You see, Jesus said it when he stood in the synagogue, he says, he said, I've come to bring good news to the poor. That's not the only time he said it. 
but he certainly made it clear then. I've come to bring good news to the poor. You see, the good news meets us in our poverty. Mary, of course, reminds us of that. We heard it today in, in the psalm, didn't we? He looks on his servant in her nothingness, in her poverty, in her lowliness. We, Nicole sang uh, in our entrance song, O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. See, we need to know we're captive too. We're enslaved. We're not fully free. As we accept that, as we acknowledge our poverty, it's then that we can be open. It's then that the good news can meet us. So, so what is it right now in your life that you're enslaved by? Maybe it's anxiety or fear or regret or, or grief or, or loneliness or addiction, or maybe it's just, just, just a sense of insecurity, or maybe it's sin. I don't want to, um, I don't want to discount uh, what it is that you're experiencing, or, or make it wrong, or judge it, but I, I want to encourage you to to acknowledge it. I want to encourage you to, to make that, uh, that thing which, which enslaves you, make that known to God in the lead up to Christmas over these coming weeks. Allow God to proclaim the good news into that area. Allow your poverty to be a gateway to a new measure of God's favour in your life. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.